0: Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Our topic today is cardiovascular exercise. This is something that a lot of us know we should be doing. I think this is something that we are taught from a very young age that we should get cardiovascular exercise. And especially as we get older, it's important to keep up our health and fitness, not only in strength and flexibility and balance, but also cardiovascular, our heart health. So that's what we're going to talk about today, specifically because when it comes to multiple sclerosis, there is a hidden but massive benefit to performing cardio-based exercises. We're going to get into what is cardiovascular exercise, how it works, what the benefit is for people with MS, and then the specifics, such as examples of cardio exercise, how many minutes you should be exercising for, what the intensity should be, all that nitty-gritty information that's going to make a big difference in your exercise routine. And let's just call out the obvious. When you have MS, oftentimes fatigue can be debilitating. And when it's debilitating, exercise, especially cardio, is probably the last thing on your list. You might even be saying to yourself right now that you can't do cardio because if you do cardio exercise, your legs won't work well afterwards and therefore you won't be able to do your leg strengthening exercise. And let me be the first to tell you that there are lots of ways to do cardio exercise, even ways that do not include using your legs. I'm going to give you lots of examples in just a moment here. But before I do that, I want to tell you why this is such an important topic, why I'm spending a full episode talking about only cardio. And the reason is because MS-specific research shows that doing cardio exercise before your MS-specific exercises, also known as your functional exercises, can actually prime your brain for neuroplasticity. This means that doing cardio exercise first might allow your brain to find brand new neural pathways to help your muscles get stronger. Additionally, doing cardio exercise before your MS-specific exercises can help your brain strengthen the current neural pathways that do exist to help your muscles get stronger. As a quick reminder in case you need it, neuroplasticity is the reason that people with multiple sclerosis can actually improve your strength, your balance, your flexibility, your endurance, your walking, even though you have a progressive disease. Before any muscle is able to get stronger and before you're able to walk better and get better balance, you have to have strong neural pathways. Whether you have MS or not, if your neural pathways aren't functioning, meaning if you don't have a neural pathway from your brain all the way down to various muscles in your body, if that's not working, you will not be able to get stronger. The strength in our muscles first comes from neural pathways. So we need to work on our neural pathways and cardio exercise before our MS specific exercises is a great way to increase neuroplasticity. Now there's two main things that you might be thinking right now. First of all, How do I do it? How do I do cardio exercise without fatiguing my legs? That's going to be huge, and I'm going to give you some examples. But you might also be wondering, well, okay, but how many minutes should I be doing cardio for? And how intense does my cardio exercise need to be? So we're going to get to those main questions right now. For starters, my favorite way to get cardio in is to use my arms. There are so many ways that you can get your heart rate up and pumping by using only your upper body. And let me take a step back here and also clarify that to me, cardio exercise or cardiovascular activity exercise is anything that increases your heart rate. So this might be different for each of us, but the main thing that you're looking for to know if you are doing a cardio exercise or not is to ask yourself, does my heart rate feel faster? Am I breathing a little bit heavier? So I'm going to give you a few of my favorite cardio exercise examples. First and foremost, it's the arm swing. This is what I start all of my live exercise classes on Zoom with. We always start with cardio and we always start our first cardio exercise with the arm swing. Essentially what you do is you sit up nice and tall. Your hands are going to be in very light fists. You're not ever squeezing your hands. That would be a strengthening exercise. We're not strengthening our hands here. So very light fists. And once you have them in your fists, you're just going to swing your arms next to your body. So one comes forward as the other goes back and then opposite and keep going. Kind of like your power walking. You're just sitting down as you're doing it. Another exercise that I like to do is forward punches. So again, your hands are in very light fists and you just punch forward right in front of you. You can do this same exercise while rotating. So instead of just punching directly forward, you're going to twist towards one side as you punch and then the opposite side. So your right fist will come towards the left side of your body and your left arm, your left fist will come towards the right side of your body. So I like doing the forward punches and the rotational punches. Another really great one is upper body jumping jacks. So what this looks like is you're sitting up nice and tall, Your hands are down by your side and you're not using your legs for jumping jacks, but you're going to use your arms. So if you think about a jumping jack, what your arms do is they come all the way up overhead and they either touch overhead or come close to it and then slowly lower down and then up and down, just your arms overhead, clap your hands overhead and then bring them back down towards your side and then up and then down, up and down. So just the arm portion of jumping jacks. Another one of my favorite cardio exercises for the arms is really anything boxing related. I like to do rolling punches where your hands are in, again, very, very light fists. Don't squeeze too hard. And you roll your fists around each other and you can roll away and you can also roll backwards. So you can do one or both of those. You can also do hook punches where you have your hand in that light fist. And you're bringing your arm around the side of your body and punch in that direction, almost as if you're picturing punching someone's shoulder and then back down. Then the other side, a hook. So you're coming around to the side and punch in front of you and down, then hook, down, hook, down. Another boxing punch would be the uppercut. So you have your hands in light fists and you start down by your rib cage and punch up towards the ceiling. And then bring your arm down. Then the other side, light fist and punch up towards the ceiling. And you just keep going one after the other with those uppercut punches. Those are some of my examples. There's tons and tons of options that you can do. And the way that you make these exercises cardio and not just upper body strengthening exercises is by either going faster. So the faster you move, the more that's going to increase your heart rate. Another option is to add more power. So if you're doing your upper body jumping jacks, one way that you can increase the cardio is to go faster or add more power. So when you're coming up towards the ceiling, really add as much power as you can. And then when you're coming down towards your side, don't just let your arms fall down, quickly come down and with power, like you're punching something down towards the floor. Similarly, if you're doing your forward punches, Don't just slowly punch forward, add some power behind each punch. I like to call this some oomph. Add some oomph behind each punch forward. And the last way that you can increase your cardiovascular activity from these exercises is to add more movement. For example, if we're doing our arm swings, that first one that I mentioned, where your hands are in very light fists and you're just swinging your arms as if you're power walking. One way you can increase the cardio exercise is to increase the movement really try to get one arm up as high as you can and then slowly lower and switch and the other arm comes up as high as you can and you're just aiming for as much movement as possible similar with the upper body jumping jacks really try to get as much movement as possible fully straighten those elbows try your best to fully touch your hands overhead Instead of having your elbows bent, keep them straight. That's going to require more motion out of your shoulders. You can pick one of those strategies or two of those strategies or maybe even all three. But generally, the faster you go, the less movement you'll have. My preferred option is to go faster. And my second preferred option is to add some power or add some oomph behind the movements. So now we get down to the question of how many minutes and what time frame should we be exercising for? According to the same MS research that shows that cardio exercise prior to functional exercise is beneficial to prime your brain for neuroplasticity, they also state that they don't know the time frame. So as much as I'd love to tell you a specific guideline of this amount of minutes, they don't know. With that said, what I have my clients do during our live classes is shoot for about three to five minutes. I'm not super picky with this. What you should be looking for is how much effort you feel you're putting in. Do you feel your heart racing a little bit? You should. Do you feel like you are a little bit out of breath? You might. So what you should be looking for is the amount of effort you feel you're putting in. And again, for time frame, I have my clients before we do our live classes start with about three minutes or so with cardio exercise. I usually pick anywhere from three to five exercises, and we do each one for about one minute. That tends to be enough. Now, with that said, if you do three to five minutes of cardio exercise and you don't feel your heart rate increase that much, keep going, do more, or take fewer rest breaks. Typically, we'll do one. I'll demonstrate it, and then we do it together. And then I'll give my clients 5 to 10 seconds of rest before we get into the other one. Because we only do 3 to 5 minutes, I do not give long periods of rest time between each of these exercises. But listen to your body. You might need a longer rest break, and that's totally okay. Lastly, you might be wondering how intense your cardio needs to be to reap the benefits of priming your brain for neuroplasticity. Similarly, the research that I've been discussing also does not indicate an intensity. This is something that I imagine will come in research within the next year or maybe two or three years. For now, your best intensity will work. I just tell my clients to do the best they can, try to keep up the pace or keep up the power or keep up the motion, whatever strategy you're using to make these exercises increase your heart rate, do it to the best of your ability for about one minute, and then take a little break. And then do another one for about one minute, and then take a little break. So we don't know, according to research, the amount of intensity that you should be putting in. Because it's only three to five minutes, I tell all my clients, put your best foot forward. Do as best as you can. Put as much effort in for those three to five minutes. The most important thing with cardio exercise is to listen to your body. All of us are different. What is going to increase my heart rate might not increase yours. And if we had 50 people in a room, we might all have a different exercise that increases our heart rate, or we might have the same exercise, but we have to do it for different amounts of time or different speeds or different power, different motion behind the same exact movement. So take some of these examples as a guide and play around with it. See what works for you. See what gets your heart rate going. One thing to keep in mind is your core temperature. If you are someone who does struggle with heat intolerance, cardio exercise does increase your core temperature. With that being said, you might notice some of your symptoms or one of your symptoms worsening because your core temperature is rising. So make sure to have a cold, cold, cold bottle of ice water nearby. Maybe if you're really sensitive to heat, before you do your cardio exercise, put a cooling vest on or a cooling neck wrap. Be proactive about keeping your core temperature down. Lastly, I've mentioned a few times that I host these live exercise classes on Zoom. This is something that I do every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. But if you can't make them, they are recorded. And at this time, it is separate from The Missing Link, which is my online MS wellness program, meaning there's a different website for it. So I will put the information in the link for more information on those classes and how to join them in the show notes. So definitely check that out. As I mentioned, we start every class with cardio, and then we have a different topic for each class. Sometimes it's exercises to improve foot drop exercises to improve walking. And sometimes we focus on body parts like low back pain or knee kissing. I take suggestions. So if you ever want to join a class and you want to let me know what you want a class on, I'm more than happy to create a class for you and teach it to the whole class. I hope you feel inspired to try some cardio exercise before your MS specific functional exercises. Check out the show notes if you want to exercise with me and have a great rest of your day.